Thanks for joining AM Conversation with, a podcast series featuring Alvarez and Marcel leaders discussing the trends impacting businesses today. On this episode of AM Conversation with, Valuation Services Director Robert Pei sits down with Managing Director Chandu Chilakapati in our Valuation Services practice who specializes in complex financial instruments to discuss recent changes in FASB derivatives and hedging standards. Today I'm with Shandu Chilikapati, an MD in our valuations practice, specializing in complex financial instruments and based in Houston. We're going to be addressing the recent changes to the FASB derivatives and hedging standard. Shandu has an interesting perspective on this topic as he's been a derivatives trader worked for KPMG auditing these instruments, and prior to joining Alvarez and Marsal, founded a company that developed proprietary web-based technology that values portfolios of derivative instruments such as energy, FX, interest rate swaps, and options. Shandu, please tell us about the FASB standard for derivatives and hedge accounting. What is its purpose? FASB first issued what was called FAS 133 in 1998, and people have been asking for an update ever since. The idea was to make sure that companies, when they entered into derivatives, the risk of those instruments were captured on the balance sheet at fair value. I believe uh, Warren Buffett famously called derivatives instruments of mass destruction. This standard was supposed to provide transparency so that that destruction was transparent and seen to investors. Many companies use derivatives, and most of them use derivatives to reduce risk, not increase it, so not to be destructive at all. But FASB, recognizing this, allowed special accounting called hedge accounting under FAS 133, which is now called ASC 815, to allow companies that were highly effective hedgers to match the earnings with the timing and the settlement of the hedge relationship. So why is FASB making changes to the standard now? FASB has been wanting to make changes for 17 years now. They finally were able to create this update. And the reason for it was the rules were extremely restrictive for financial asset hedgers, and it led to a number of restatements due to misapplication of the rules. For energy commodity companies, for example, the rule did not allow for component hedging, and this was too restrictive to comply with the highly effective hurdle of the total cash flows. Between the restrictions and the potential for misapplication, many companies decided it was too burdensome and presented too high a risk of restatement, which can be costly. FASB issued this update now because they want all companies to utilize hedge accounting. Will this update in the standard succeed in getting all companies to use hedge accounting? Overall, this is a huge leap forward toward financial statements accurately reflecting risk, which will benefit companies and investors alike. They simplified the requirements and eased the burden. So the FASB did make it easier to get hedge accounting, and the concept of ineffectiveness is going away, which is very important. There was one of my recommendations that they didn't adopt, but overall, I think they did make a huge leap forward. So it sounds as though this update is positive. Who's going to benefit most from these changes? This update will affect all companies, beginning with putting together a policy and at the very least updating their disclosures. For companies that have derivatives that have not previously utilized hedge accounting, they will likely have to explain why they aren't proving that their hedges are effective now that the rules are not too burdensome. If a company is attempting to use hedge accounting for the first time, companies need to understand whether they can 
use some of the benefits of the update to qualify for a shortcut method or critical terms match. If they can't, companies generally will need to be able to run regression analyses and document their hedge relationship appropriately. For those companies that are already using hedge accounting, I believe that this will minimize some of the complexity and the changes for them will be policy, some disclosures, and then recording their entries in places with no ineffectiveness. So where would you advise businesses affected to start planning for implementation of the new standard? For companies that have interest rate swaps that are not currently using hedge accounting, they should all plan on making the change to hedge accounting. Most will qualify for the shortcut method, and the impact of adopting the, the update could be minimal. For those companies hedging currency and commodities not currently electing hedge accounting that have less certainty in their exposures, they should begin by reading an overview and reach out to a consultant experienced with helping companies adopt hedge accounting. Without the ability to document appropriately and run regression analyses, it's still going to be a daunting task for companies to adopt. The good news is it is far less burdensome than before. Many of our outsourcing clients who utilize our services to provide valuation and hedge accounting all the way through to journal entries are asking whether they should early adopt and have already set up initial discussions with me to talk through timing. Finally, you said you made a recommendation to FASB that was not taken up. Tell us a little bit about that. First, I'd, I'd like to thank the FASB for inviting me to their deliberations in December. There were no energy commodity corporates represented in the deliberations, so I was the de facto champion for energy commodity companies. FASB invited me for a couple of reasons. One, my background is unique, but most importantly, my comment to FASB was related to one of the additions. The FASB added a component hedging so that energy commodity companies could more easily comply with hedge accounting. The problem is they required the component to be contractually specified. Currently, most energy commodity contracts don't specify the components. Adopting my suggestion of removing that requirement of contractually specified would have made the update work for everyone. I'll do my best to help companies and through this and qualify, but after the update, there will be some number of companies that refuse to renegotiate contracts for accounting purposes. But in the future, FASB might still take up that recommendation. But overall, again, this is a giant leap forward. Shandu, thank you for your time. Shandu is going to be producing a series of postings and a guide to the implementation of the hedge and derivatives accounting update, which you'll be able to find on the Alvarez and Marsal website. Please feel free to sign up for the guide now. For our listeners, for more information, visit our homepage at alvarezandmarsal.com and connect with us on LinkedIn at Alvarez and Marsal.